everybody, welcome to This Woman Can. I am your host as always, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the woman of colour over 40. Oh, well, we're doing really well with these interviews and I'm really enjoying the stories and journeys that are being shared. And my guest this week is no exception. My guest is Robin Tillotson. And Robin has a wealth of experience in the arenas of advertising, public relations, Human, resa- human resources, sorry, training and de- geratology. I need to ask what that is. I don't know what that is, but we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. As an avid traveler and purveyor of culture, Robin has traveled to China, Northern Africa, France, Italy, Spain, Mexico, Canada, and throughout the United States. She loves Chicago and its world-class cultural offerings. When not traveling, Robin is reading, learning and visioning where to travel next. And she never tires of attending plays, concerts and dance performances. Robin is also a licensed social worker who specializes in working with older adults, 60 plus. She's a graduate of Oberlin College, where she received a BA in English Literature and she received an MSW from the University of Chicago. She's received a number of awards and accolades, along with having her business featured in the Chicago Tribune and Travel Noir. Now, I've given you a couple of clues in there to what her her business, um, her maybe, so, maybe I could call it a side hustle, um, is. And uh, let's see if I'm right as we talk to Robin. Hi, Robin. Welcome to This Woman Can. Why, thank you, Janice. I'm so happy and thankful for the invitation. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Robin, you're getting a little background about um, about your career, but how did you get to where you are today? Well, that's a good question. So um, I actually, after having a successful career in all those arenas that you mentioned, I uh, decided at age 43, I'm 63 years old now. Woo, woo, woo. 40, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. At age 43, I decided to go back to pursue my master's in social work. Right. And uh, I decided at that time, Janice, that my concentration was going to be in gerontology, right. which is the study of and working with older adults. Thank you. And this was around 2002. So at that time, uh, geront- uh, gerontology courses in universities and the whole field of working with older adults or what we call the eight field of aging was starting to really explode, uh, mainly because we have um, 77 million baby boomers. So um, I just decided one that because I had been around older adults for all of my life and I was born to older parents, right. it's a natural fit to, to really go in that direction. So okay. from 2002 to the present, I've been working with the Chicago Department of Family Support Services and the unit is senior services. And I run a, a regional center Uh, along with, uh, there are four satellites under my direction. And under the roof of a senior center, you're gonna find vibrantly aging seniors, people who are 60 plus, who are exercising and doing all kinds of fun things now that they're retired. So we are a place that they can come to, have fun for the day, take in a meal, uh, we offer day trips and that kind of thing. And then they return to their own homes. Okay. Independently functioning. 
So around 2015, I started thinking about when I would want to retire myself. And more importantly, Janice, what I wanted to do when I retired. Yeah. And after thinking about it and consulting with a friend of mine who was at the time 30 years old, much, much younger than I, I said to him, I said, David, I've got to figure out what I want to do when I retire in about seven years. And he said, Robin, that's really easy to figure out is travel and culture. (laughs) So I was like, duh, how come I couldn't have come up with that particular idea? I'm like, it makes perfect sense. That's what I love to do. I love going, as you've mentioned in my bio, plays and anything cultural. But more importantly, I, I love traveling. So I decided to create a business Uh, that was geared toward women 50 plus, because I felt like that population, Janice, was a population that was doing things for everybody. Yes. Communities, volunteer organizations, churches, their, their spouses, their parents, their children, grandchildren, but And they were happy to do it, but Mm. it was very glaring that they were not necessarily doing something specifically for themselves. So I came up with a business entitled This I Do For Me. So that's how I got started. Uh, And actually, Janice, the name comes from uh, a saying my mother used to uh, use all all of the time. I remember very specifically her buying a purse for herself one day Mm -hmm. said to me and my brother now this I do for me and I must have been about somewhere between between 10 and 12 years of age yeah and it always stuck with me so when it came down to deciding what my mission for the business was going to be and who what cohort I was going to serve that that saying came to to mind and what I was and more importantly, the same made sense to use because of what I was observing with yes. older women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, that's a great answer. It's a great answer, Robin. Now, I, t- I you know, I, when you said, I think you said it was an aging, you handle an aging population, not the, you had a phrase, I can't remember it now, like the aging population of 60. And I'm like, wow, you know, yeah. I'm only a few years away from that. And I do not consider myself as a part of the aging population per se. Um, you know, so it's, it, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how I perceive my perception of aging. I just think, when I was younger, I would have seen my age right now as being incredibly old. Uh-huh. Now I'm here. I'm like, I'm not this age. I don't actually, I don't, that doesn't compute for me. Because well, I don't. The funny thing is, and that it doesn't com- compute for most of us. I'm 63 yeah. and it, it's never going to compute. I think because of the images that it tends yes. to conjure up. Yes. Uh, particularly yes. in Western society where. Uh, many times, once you hit 50, even you're supposed to be put out to pasture. You don't yep. have anything else to contribute. But mm-hmm. what's enlightening about this population, whether it's the population I'm working with in my full time job or the women that I'm working with in my business, is that they they don't fit that that yeah. particular composite at all. Yeah. They are very vibrant. Uh, they eat well, they exercise, they, and, you know, for what it's worth, they don't necessarily look in their age and they certainly don't 
at the age that we have been <laughs> given in terms of images. So don't, no worries. The bottom line is you're, you're in good company. We all feel like we're just beginning our lives, yeah. Yeah. particularly for those who have raised children mm. and, you know, they're, now they have time. What's unique about this population is that typically they're finished raising children. Yep. They're not yep. necessarily looking to climb the corporate ladder. And Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> they're ready to explore new vistas in their lives and yeah. they're really excited about it. Yeah. Well, from that respect, I can, I can, uh, I can relate to that. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> So, so Robin, um, obviously you've made a number of transitions throughout your career, but mm-hmm. what do you consider to be your greatest career in reinvention, either past or coming up? You know, what would you consider that to be? Actually, I have two areas. One would be when I decided at 43 to go back and pursue a master's degree. I literally quit a well-paying full-time job to do it. Yeah, I believe that strongly in what I was doing or what I was about to embark on. And I knew it was something about the field of aging that was going to allow me to grow and expand and contribute. Mm. So that would be one. And then secondly, the biggest pivot, I think, would be uh, the fact that I started the business, this I do for me. Yeah. And I never imagined at, at, well, I started it in 2015. So I was like, what, what is that? 57 years old, I guess. Right. I never would have imagined that I would be growing a business, not just from the travel end, but I've developed a podcast and I'm starting to do, um, more article writing on behalf of other women in my age group who are doing phenomenal things. So I feel like it's just like a whole nother world has opened up to me. And I I feel that once I retire from my current position, I'm walking into a new one that brings me a new level of joy. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. So, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty fearless when it comes to taking that change or making that leap. So Robin, let me ask you, what do you think stops women, certain women, women in our age from having that fear of making that change? I think it's the images that are projected out here about older women. Mm. And then if we want to drill it down even further, when you start talking about African-American women or women of color, black women, yeah, uh, then it's the images. And then, you know, sometimes we don't always have the support we need mm. to encourage us in our own circles. Yeah. So we're there for everybody else. We're and people have gotten used to that. They've grown yeah. used to it and they yeah. have expectations. So I would say the biggest thing is going to be pushing past what a friend of mine calls pushing past your push. So, you know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I love that saying and getting past the fear. But I think the key piece is spending time really thinking about how you want to spend the second half, if you will, or what uh, in, uh, in the field of aging, we refer to what kind of encore career do you want to have? Yeah. And, And just spend time sitting with that 
and taking small steps, not mm. keeping, you know, and particularly if you have a little fear or reticence, yeah. it's best to really take small steps. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that's that's the key. Yeah, yeah. Because that's usually the first step for me, working with women, because they tell me they're stuck. They don't know what to do. They know they're unhappy doing what they're doing now. So we, we often start with just going through a process of understanding why you feel the way you do and what's yeah. what you know what's stopping. In fact, how can you push past your push? Yeah, you know? and Dennis, I would add too that a lot of times we don't really believe or feel that we deserve to yeah. be happy. Yes, we, you know, in our age group we were taught you get your education, get a good job. You stay on that job forever, get your good pension and, and then right off into the sunset. So we've been doing a lot of things out of obligation or expectation. Yeah. And so I always try to encourage myself as well as others to really think about what it is that if you knew you were going to leave this earth and let's say a year, what would you Mm. really want to do? Mm. And that helps us sometimes to put things in perspective, or if you knew you only had 10 years left to live, what would you do? So really, you know, drilling down on what brings you joy and and feeling and realizing that you deserve that. Mm. Mm, absolutely absolutely now you Robbie you come across as pretty confident in making those making those decisions to 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 pivot but when you were when you started doing the pivots or looking at it what did you fear the most about changing careers good question Janice well first of all I I may seem fearless um (laughs) but I, like anybody else, has trepidation about change. I mean, let's face it, we all get comfortable in our little niches and we want, you know, we've gone through all kinds of things and when we finally get things in order, we kind of want to just leave it alone. Mm. uh, So the fear is there for me, just like for anything else. I think what's bigger for me, though, is the fear that if I don't do it, if I don't explore it, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to feel? Am I going to regret? And usually I can answer that question and say, yeah, if you don't do X, Y, or Z, if you don't try, at least you're going to really uh, regret it. Yeah, yeah. And let me just dig a bit deeper on that, Robin. What regrets would, would you do you think you would have had if you had if you didn't go for it? Well, I think one regret, if I, for example, deciding to go back to get my master's degree. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest regret would have been uh, that I didn't give myself an opportunity to enter into a field that I probably should have entered into in the first place. Right, right. So that would have been one. Um, and another is, I, I just think the biggest thing for me is when I get an idea and when I when it's placed in my heart in such a way that I know that it is clear and it's really almost like a mission or is a mission, mm, mm. I just cannot ignore it. And trust me, there have been times when I have tried to. It's just like, <laughs> no, I, I like the way everything is just right now. But there's that nudge that 
you know, that feeling that says, you know, move on, you, you know, try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, totally understand that. So what, what would you say, um, what would you say, Robin, so far has been your biggest, cha- be your biggest challenge and the lesson learned overcoming it? Hmm, biggest challenge. Hmm, that's a good question. Now that's, <laughs> God, I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, well, I think Janice, in, in forming the business, um, the biggest challenge, it hasn't been so much for, well, I was going to say it hasn't been so much for me personally, mm. but I guess it has in a way, you know, a lot of times when I'm, you know, uh, recruiting women or getting them on board to, to take advantage of the trips that I offer or some of the cultural activities, some of the negativity that they might receive from someone in their, in their oh, circle. Yeah. So not so much me directly, but okay, how am I going to encourage this person? How am, how am I going to help them get past this Mm. So that they are feeling fulfilled and they have not uh, destroyed relationships at the same time. Mm. So that would probably be my biggest challenge as it relates to the business. The other thing would be um, I'm basically an impatient person. (laughs) And I, you know, there are times when you know, when we're planning for a trip and I have the groups together, we we always have a Facebook group right? for all the groups that have traveled with me. And I spend a lot of time, you know, putting content in that group that I feel is going to make your, your trip seamless or as seamless as possible. Mm. And when someone doesn't follow that, you know, and it causes problems for them and sometimes for the group, it, it that's probably one of the things just maintaining that patience and you know not really getting angry about it because I'm thinking we've been talking about this for a whole year and I can't mm-hmm. believe you still made that decision that's what I'm thinking yeah yeah so the biggest decision and and then I've been forced to really think about why people do that and I have found Janice when I've really drilled down, found that it was connected to their own fear and some right. kind of way. Right. So once you get an understanding of where these things are coming from, it helps you to deal with it, but it's still a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you. So Robert, so with all that knowledge and everything you've accumulated over the years, if you had to start over from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Mm. Oh, I can talk about that forever. (laughs) The first thing I would have done after finishing college at age 22, I would have gone into the Peace Corps. Oh, okay. Yeah, so once again, that seed to travel abroad and to experience a life abroad and cultures abroad was was already there. Hmm. But because... Again, do the programming, get a job, buy a house, you know, that yeah, kind of, yeah, I yeah. kind of 
push that off. And I cannot tell you, Janice, the number of times that I have sent off and requested an application for the Peace Corps, at least eight times. <laughs> and I have never sent it off. So that would have been, I think I would have started this international journey early in my, in my life. I would have done that um, at age 22. The problem, I think when I think back on it, I didn't see enough examples of people doing it who were Black. Right, right. So, I mean, there were plenty of, you know, white people yeah, and other yeah. folks who were doing it, but I didn't see enough examples. So it was like, it got pushed to the side. It was one of those things that got buried. And when I think about it, just throughout the years, I've had really fulfilling jobs and things I've enjoyed, but there's always been that nagging feeling mm-hmm. that something was missing. And I wasn't able to really identify specifically as international uh, travel or international living until I started my business. And then right. I said, now, if you had to do over again, if I had to do over again, this is what I would do. Fabulous, fabulous. I'm going to ask you a little bit more. I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your business. So tell us about, tell us about why you started This I Do For Me. So, you know, again, I was noticing that, um, well, one is it was the the onset of really accepting that international travel and exposure was really important to me. It was like Mm. accepting that for myself. But because I'm by nature a person that likes to share To me, it makes no sense to have a lot of things, knowledge or whatever it is, and not be able to share it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when we're looking at starting a a business, we're looking at what is a problem that you're trying to solve? Yes, yes. And so trying to solve the problem of, I was observing that women, Black women specifically, were not in my estimation, doing the best job of taking care of themselves, myself Mm. included. Mm. And so I just felt so strongly about that mission that it was important for me to really establish that. And interestingly enough, when I first established and uh, announced it, like on all my social media platforms or when I shared it with friends and family, people were really excited about it. And I was Mm. like, okay, well, maybe I'm on to something here. So the beauty of it is that um, I get to see women, older women grow. Um, And there's, if you really want to see growth in yourself and in others, watch them in international travel settings because Mm -hmm. of all that it involves. And we prepare anywhere from 12 to 15 months for a trip. I'll announce a trip on January 1st. And I, when I announce, it's never for the same year. It's always right. for the next year. So people have, uh, uh, you know, those who need a payment plan and that yeah. kind of thing. So it, one of the highlights of having this business Um, and I didn't know it when I started it, but as time has gone on, is watching the growth of people, of women, of Black women specifically, and to see where they were when they first signed up for a trip 
to win yeah. the culmination of a trip. They're not the same person. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Thank you for that. So let me get back. Let me get back on track quick. Get me back on track. So, <laughs> so Robin, um, finish this sentence for me, please. Okay. My, my best career advice for other women at midlife is to sit down and do an inventory of your skills, the things that you love to do. Identify if there's something you've always wanted to do and have not done it for whatever reason and begin to put that in place, small steps at a time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much for that. So, and so what are the three things throughout your career journey, Robin, that you've learned about yourself? One that I'm, not only am I impatient, but I'm going to always be <laughs> impatient. That's not going to change. So, you know, it comes a point where you just have to accept who you are. Right. Uh, I have friends that say, now you can be patient in the most serious of crises. But when someone just doesn't meet your deadline or something, you just can't handle it. It's just, so <laughs> patience is one. Um what was the question again, Janice? I'm sorry. So what, are the, what are the three things you've learned about yourself? About myself. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. I'm impatient and that, even though I'm a little bit better, that's not going to really change. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is, is I have learned that I will push past my push. Uh, that doesn't really take away from any fear that I might be having any doubts because I have plenty of that but there's something planted in me that says okay I guess I just like a challenge mm, mm, and mm. then the third thing I've learned about myself would be that I I can really stick a situation through mm. um so you know it might look mountainous at first it might look like there are a lot of obstacles and barriers, but again, because I try to take things small steps at a time, it's like, okay, how can I chip away at that problem? Yeah. So I've learned that I, I really uh, like to do that and that I grow tremendously as a result of it. Right, right. And, and that, just listening to that, it's like, well, how do you balance the two? Because the, the, one of the first examples you gave was that you're impatient, yeah, your last one is that you will stick at it. Yeah, I, I, I think, I guess the impatience comes from what my mother would call um, mistakes that don't have to be made. Right. Um, that's, I think that's where my impatience comes. It's, it's just like looking at the patterns, like people can make a mistake, but if the pattern doesn't change. So yeah, I think yeah. that's, even as I talk with you about it, it gets clearer and clearer. It's, it's really about changing patterns. Mm. And, um, but the other piece of it is there's just something in me that just refuses to let something intimidate me. Now that doesn't, if you think about the Wizard of Oz, everybody was scared. They were trembling and everything, but they, <laughs> kept, they kept pushing, they kept going yeah. forward. Yeah. And so that's how I, I see myself. It's So yeah, it, it, it's a weird dichotomy, but I, I think it, um, 
they fall in two different realms. Right, right. Totally get, I totally get that. Totally get that. So my penultimate question, Robin, is what does success feel like to you? Hmm, I think when you are comfortable, when I'm comfortable with where I am. So if I'm 20 pounds heavier than I'd like to be, I'm not necessarily comfortable. I, I don't necessarily like that. I may know that, okay, I may need to make some changes in that area, but mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up about it anymore. And I don't put undue pressure on it on myself. And then by the time I uh, attack that problem, it's for me and not for someone else. It's not mm-hmm. for society. It's not for a boyfriend. It's not because someone keeps saying you need to do it. Uh, it just has more to do with my own internal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Well, that was my last official question, uh, Robin. But, you know, I love what you're doing. And I love that, you know, you're helping, I suppose, women women over 50 explore more and realize that, you know, they're not done yet. There's still, you know, there's That's still right. life to be lived going That's further right. down. So if those women listening to this want to know more about, you know, this I do for me, you know, look at joining one of your trips, contact you, how can they do that? Yeah, the best way would be there are several ways. One is my uh, email address, which is robintillotson46 at gmail.com. I'm also, you can find me on Facebook as Robin Joyce Tillotson, Instagram as uh, this I do for me and uh, Twitter as The Nest Keeper. Fabulous, fabulous. That's an interesting Twitter handle, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we won't won't dig into into that. (laughs) But but thank you. But Robin, thank you so much for joining me on This Woman Can today. Um, I've really enjoyed our conversation. And it's been my pleasure. Again, thank you for the invite. You're welcome. So tell me what you think about that conversation with Robin. There were so many things that she said that really stood out for me. Um, I love the fact that she's pivoted more than once. Yeah, she left a very successful career um, in her 40s and now she's set up her own business in her late 50s. And what a company, what an organisation to set up allowing other women to really explore um, international travel, get outside their comfort zone, push past their push, pushing past their fears to really explore, you know, their full capacity, what's there for them. And I love that she's doing that. I love that she's encouraging these women to um, explore their social development, their personal development, I'd say, and really stretch themselves and realise that, look, you know, the 50s that we, you know, that our mother's 50s is not the 50s we have now. So that's a fantastic thing she's doing there. And I love that she's creating a community very much like I'm doing with This Woman Can. You know, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that I recently launched the This Woman Can community, specifically for black women over 40 who 
who really want to challenge the status quo when it comes to their careers. You know, just like Robin, you know, she realised that this wasn't enough for her. There was more she had she had inside of her to let out. And that's what the community does. So it's a virtual space where you can hang out judgment free with other like minded women. We'll do challenges. We'll have support. We'll network and we'll do so much more. So I'm really inviting you to join to join me uh, in the This Woman Can community. And it's really, really easy. You can just go to thiswomancan.coach to join the community um, or my website, janisutherland.com. Um, but it's a dedicated space solely for women, just like you listen to this podcast, who can explore and just talk about the challenges or some of the things we feel we may feel uncomfortable about talking about in normal arenas when it comes to our careers. So, 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 so that was it for This Woman Can this week. Um, just sit back, reflect, drop me a note, what stood out for you? You know, what would you like me to explore more? Um, who would you like me to have as a guest on the podcast? You know I'm open to all those things. Just email me at info at JaniceSutherland.com or hit me on all the socials. I am Janice Sutherland. And as always, remember if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time. Hey fabulous, have you joined my private group This Woman Can yet? It's a community for mid-career black women who are unafraid to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, build and share power without shortchanging their life. The This Woman Can community is a virtual space where black women over 40 can connect freely, share their thoughts, get support with career challenges, network and hang out with like-minded women. No woman should feel like they need to figure out everything on their own. You deserve a group of women you can trust, who understand what you're going through and who generally want to help you succeed. Apart from this team in your corner, This Woman Can will share tools specifically geared to women looking to keep moving on the up and up in their careers and their midlives. In other words, it's the place where you, me and fellow mid-career women speak our truth, share our successes, advise on best practices and get inspired. Head over to JaniceSutherland.com and click the join community and I'll see you there because I would love to have you be part of it.